Welcome to the Supported Living Property Podcast with your host, me, Lisa Brown, the place to learn about supported living property investing. Hello, before we get started, I just wanted to let you know about something I've created to help you. The Supported Living Property Network is a place to bring together property investors with property to lease and providers who are looking to lease property. We have regular networking events where you can meet people in your area and a special community where you can connect and chat. It's a place for you to learn more about supported living property and keep up to date with monthly training events and training courses. To find out more, please go to www.lisabrown.uk or follow the link in the show notes. In this episode, Vicky Chittock shares how she drew on her past experience, combined it with property investing knowledge and set up a supported living service to support vulnerable women in Wolverhampton. She shares her experience of developing and delivering this service, and she talks about the direct impact they're having on the lives of the people they support. Hi, Vicky. It's great to have you here today. How are you? Hi, Lisa. I'm great. Thank you. And thank you for inviting me for a chat. This is great. Oh, it's good. I'm looking forward to this one. For people who don't know you, do you want to tell people a little bit about you and your background? Yes, sure. My name is Vicky Chittock. Um, I'm married. I live with my husband, Robert, and our three children. We live in the West Midlands. Um, we're uh, we're in property, but we also have a supported accommodation business. Um, so, so yeah, we um, we got into property probably sort of like in, in 2018 in, in a full time way. And before that, I worked um, for a small uh, children's charity for a very brief moment in time. Um, and I also delivered parenting classes. So uh, that's how I came to put the two together. And, um, and and two passions together, so to speak. Um, and, and that's how we came to be in the business that we're in at the moment. Fantastic. So what came first? You started doing the property investing first that's where you started is that right um kind of yes I mean we were in and out of property we, we started we became accidental landlords back in 2003 um and then we sold a property and then decided that we wanted to get back into property but in between then um I also um I was a stay-at-home mom for a short period of time um I fell into parenting classes and that was when I fell into um uh, helping um working working and I did some volunteer work for them actually um, a, a small organization um and then from there on I left there and um, focused on property um, and then we and then we got to put myself and my husband we were looking at a property and thought this would make a, a really great all-female property and then decided to explore the possibility of setting up a, a, a business that would help vulnerable um, women which is which is very passionate about um, and then sought advice and, and work with various people who, who were in the industry um, and that's how we came to set up Goddess Living so so we've got both businesses I've got private rented properties and I'm very much a hands on um, that NRLA accredited landlord um, I love my private rented properties as well and, and they're mixed they're mostly um, HMOs but have um, f- uh, families living in self-contained properties as well um, and, and, I, and I own and manage most of my own properties but I do have some rent to rents as well um, and then I've got Goddess Living which is um, my female only accommodation that I provide in uh, predominantly in Wolverhampton at the moment um, and I, I employ um, a service manager is local as well and two lovely fantastic support workers as well so really great business and uh, really enjoy helping um, vulnerable women and um, and and again I get get involved in the support myself and um, I've I've delivered support myself I I visit my properties every week and very passionate about making sure they're they're exactly what what we uh, we, they need to be for our clients 
Fantastic. So tell us a little bit more about Goddess Living. What does Goddess Living do? Great. So we're, we're a female only um, supported accommodation business. We support um, women um, aged uh, 18 plus and we um, we deliver support. So it's accommodation with support is how I describe it. Uh, but we help women to get, get back on their feet, um, connect multi-agency as well. We work multi-agency with other, um, other organisations that are local um, and help them get um get them back to independent living basically and, and help them predominantly with finding a follow-on affordable follow-on accommodation and making sure that they, they, they've got their own independence or or bolt-on follow-on supports um to, to meet their needs basically so that that's pretty much the um the essence of our organization and how long do people generally stay with you in the accommodation it depends we've had some people who've, who've come to us where we think oh, they're going to need a lot of support but then they bounce back really quickly and get you know get everything they need and get back on the feet straight away so we've had people stay with us literally for like six weeks and then we've had others who've um who've needed more support who've been with us up to two years but have have been great success so they've stayed with they've needed they've stayed with us the length of time they've needed to stay with us um and they've got everything you know they've got their mental health back in on track um they've got their others you know they might have um, substance misuse or alcohol misuse problems so they've got those under control in a way that they're absolutely ready to move on and then once we know they're absolutely absolutely ready uh we get them uh you know we get working with the other agencies and um, help them their accommodation because a lot of people have become vulnerable because they just haven't got the skills to um um you know apply for properties or fill in all the forms and, and send off the send off their id the right to rent checks and things like that sometimes it's just the basic stuff um that could lead them to, to being like street homeless so you know that that catalogue of events and we always say that everybody's only one bad decision away from being in that situation you know it can happen to anybody when you see the um the, the different types of people we get from all the backgrounds they're from um you know it could happen to anybody and anything we need to be humble when you know when we're dealing with people in that situation um that you know and, and everybody's very different as well we can have somebody with the same uh, you know professional referral and the, the, the notes would look the same but they're very very different when they come to live with us and we're very much individually person-centered focused and you run the properties as sort of HMOs. That's where yeah. we do. Yes, they're all four bedroom house shares that we have. We we prefer not to have the bigger ones, uh, bigger properties, because then um, it can, um, you know, we, we, when you're working with vulnerable people, they're all complex as well. Um, and one person can impact on another. And I know my service manager does an excellent job of conducting assessments um, and making sure that we, you know, we, we risk assess people um, and we don't put the, you know, match the wrong people together which sometimes inevitably happens as well that that sometimes happens so we have contingency in place where um you know if if there's a placement that's not working out uh, we can look to moving them to another property that we have but we also network very closely with other providers in the area um and we all talk to each other you know we all share you know try and help each other out because it's it's all about doing things for the good of your, your clients really isn't it so um that's that's the way we like to work and we we like to think we've got a good relationship um in in the area that we we work in um, and we focus on the individuals and, and and delivering on our commitments to them 
And as a landlord, sort of making that transition to setting up, is Goddess Living's run as a CIC, is that right? A community it is, that's interest. right. It's a not-for-profit, that's yeah. right. So they are very different businesses and, and we treat, I mean, I very much care about my private rented tenants as well, that, you know, they're, they're very much customer-focused with our private rented tenants as well. Um, but but obviously they're, they're very different clients and they're, they're managed in different ways and covered by uh, different uh, pieces of legislation as well. And it's important to recognise that when you when you work working with both tenants that um, you know you've you've that it has to be that way to be able to safeguard your vulnerable tenants you you wouldn't put someone too vulnerable on an AST because you wouldn't be able to uh, manage their health and well-being in the same way that you could with them um, with a private rented tenant and I think in the, I speak to a lot of property investors who say oh yeah um they've looked at the numbers and they see big numbers in supported living because they see how much money is paid for the care and support packages yeah, yeah. Um, and they think oh great I'll have a bit of that I'm going to set up as a care provider Lisa can you help me with that mm-hmm. um, and I kind of throw it back to people a bit and challenge them and say why actually do you really want to do this and they're like oh yeah yeah because I can just do this and it'll be really profitable and mm-hmm. um, yeah it can work well as a business I think if you're looking particularly at some of the more regulated care can't it but yeah I think it can also be it's very very difficult to get into and I think people oversimplify um, the process of getting started don't they yeah, you know it is and it's a good thing that it is complicated to get into because then you you know if you've got that far into you know the process of setting up um, a business you're in it for the right reasons and, and I go to so many different forums where I meet genuine uh, you know not-for-profit organizations where the focus is absolutely on the individual and these are you know these are people at the end of the day and you've got to make sure that you can support them to the best of your abilities as an organization uh, and it's not an organization to get into if you if you can't think like that I think you shouldn't get into supported living you've got to think of them uh you know they're people and they need support and you've got and and it's and it's not easy is it um, a lot of people who are vulnerable they're, they're complex people and that's why they're vulnerable and you've got to have that to the front of your mind every time um and do whatever you can as a business be creative in um you know working with other agents agencies to make sure that you can meet their needs because there's not always funding available for people as well and that, that's quite a common problem so if you're coming from an industry where you're you know you, you've been attracted to it by by returns or something like that um then you've got you've got to absolutely know that you're, you're committed to helping and supporting these people in the best way that you absolutely can and and we don't always get it wrong right sorry sometimes you know things go wrong and um you know we we, we have experiences where we we've got you know we've got to look at things and think of oh, what could we have done differently here um, and it's not easy at all it's and and that is why the you know the the rent rates are what they are um it's you, you've got to be committed to really helping the people and absolutely want to help them it's not you're not just a traditional landlord and you know and even when you're a traditional landlord you've got to be customer focused compliance focused um so you know it, it is absolutely another level when you're working in supported accommodation and you have to respect that um and be committed to you know we've um the the calls in the night or if staff are off sick you've got to be ready to get 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 in there literally roll your sleeves up get in you know get make sure that the people are supported um, and be available 24 7 you know christmas day boxing day new year's day we've you know we've been out been out to our properties um and covered staff and and that is what you do whatever it takes to make sure that the vulnerable people are supported and that is really important and I think that's the thing that people don't appreciate is is how hands on it can be. I think definitely, don't they? I think yeah, yeah. 
you might have a brilliant staff team but actually if your manager's off sick or something happens you're going to get that Sunday morning phone call <laughs> like you've got to step up and I've been there where I've been waiting to go into my daughter's violin concert and I've been on the phone to somebody vulnerable and trying to arrange for you know, medical professionals to go out to them and that's what you have to do you know that is that is how it is with this uh, with working with vulnerable people that is how it is and as a as a um, property investor, you own the properties in the, and then do you let them to goddess? Is that the kind of structure that you have? We do. We do in a fully um, transparent way. That mm. is that is how we work with our, our properties. Mm. We've considered looking to lease other people's properties, but we like to be in control of the the, the properties and everything that goes on with them. Um, we, our maintenance team, yeah, they go out regularly every two weeks anyway, just to as we do property checks together. I, I accompany the staff as well and and. Do the property checks with them um but also um in between um if there's obviously if there's any emergencies you know um, locksmiths and um things like that we've got contingency in place that we can get somebody straight out to them or go out to them ourselves our, our properties are close enough that we, we can go out personally if we have to um, and, and obviously do that so um so yes and- and that's obviously really important in supported living isn't it because you you'd probably yeah. get heavier wear and tear of the properties and probably... it, it does yeah the the the, uh, the wear and tear is is a lot more extensive than than it is in, in my private rented and and that is just inevitable with uh, you know with the clients that we work with that that's what happens and so that's another cost consideration isn't it when people are looking oh, at those top line absolutely. numbers there's oh, yeah. all of this money exactly <laughs> yeah. those are there for a reason and 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 they're not for pro- not for profit for a reason as well and you have to be sensible and fully transparent um and accept that you know things that cost a lot more the mortgages are a lot more the insurance is a lot more uh, both buildings and contents insurance is significantly higher um and obviously you have the staff to pay and and associated costs with staffing uh, professional fees um and as, as if we mentioned yeah, maintenance as well there's uh, there are a lot more costs and and the costs are, the, are significantly higher and that is why the rent rates are higher and, and it's just accepting that it's not a property business it's a supporting people business and, and an accommodation so you, you know your temporary accommodation and support and that is where you, you most of your focus needs to be and you're based in Wolverhampton at the moment. What are your plans sort of going forward? Have you got plans? Yeah, we mostly that our short term plans. We want to really focus on quality um, and and making sure that we it's a business that we can fully keep our arms round, uh, that we know what's going on in all of our properties. Um, we're well connected with the with the neighbourhoods as well. You know, we we um, with the police and, and domestic violence charities, um, and, and we're just focusing on quality short term. We we will organically grow the business. Um, probably into other areas where we know that there are, there are higher demands for the type of pro, um, product that we we supply and, and the service that we pro- provide so that's uh, that's something that we'll be looking at um but also i'm looking at um i'm, I'm helping other people and, and, and obviously my private rented as well is um is an area that we're looking at so so not plans to you know build a huge empire we just like to have a small niche um well looked after business where where there's a focus on quality both with the asset service users and with our employees as well it's just nice to have we employ local people um we help local people um and then we just want to have a nice controlled um business that that we can be you know, be happy with and know that we help people we get really great feedback of, of from people who've stayed with our business um, we keep in touch with them residents who've left as well and they keep in touch with us send send me pictures of the flats that they've moved into and, and i love seeing that it's just it makes it all worthwhile because it is very hard work 
and when when I have difficult days when I'm thinking why am I why am I in these businesses we all do <laughs> um I think about these people and uh, sometimes I look back up off them the messages they've sent me and um and nice things that they've put about to us on online and I think oh it's so worth it when you when you see when you have that lovely feedback and, and meet really fantastic people who've um you've got really interesting lives as well and, and most people sadly have suffered traumatic experiences by the time they've come to us and then we um you know we, we help them on from there but it is nice to think that you could have made the difference in somebody's life just by providing high quality accommodation um and support where you can go in and just get just filling the gaps in their in their support needs and those little things um be it giving them a lift to somewhere we, we've had people where just giving them a lift to somewhere where they couldn't get to at that right time in their lives uh, can make all the difference and uh you know these these things but filling in forms is the biggie and um, reconnecting with the families where they're falling out with the families because uh, family connection is absolutely critical i think for vulnerable people um because often there's they they've become homeless because they've not had, uh, you know they've fallen out with family where they could have stayed at somebody's house they've fallen out with them and that's how they become homeless so um, all these things are really important it's just so it's brilliant i love it it's so inspiring and i think it what you do is obviously so impactful you know and it, like you're saying focusing on the small scale actually and not necessarily looking at growing massively but just the quality yeah. that you're delivering you know it's such a contrast to some of the the big organizations that we're hearing about in the news yeah. and the organizations yeah. that are, are not doing well and that the regulator are cracking down on particularly in the west midlands you know and in birmingham where you know there's a yeah. lot of there's been a lot of problem hasn't there with the quality of oh the has absolutely and it's right to have regulation and welcome it personally because if you're doing everything right you shouldn't matter it should just be you know consolidating what you're already doing so um to me you know to be regulated or accredited is is the best way to be because it gives you that that more especially because because the in- industry is largely unregulated where there's where you don't fall into personal care or cqc regulated activities there's got to be something hasn't there when you're working with the most vulnerable people in society there's got to be something to to help um providers uh do the right things the right way and it just makes it easy for everybody I think if they can put the right level of regulation and accreditation in um that you know it's not a bad thing helpful yeah yeah definitely and I think like you're saying you're welcoming it you know I think all the the good providers who are doing a good service have got nothing to be scared of have they never happens no I, I don't know whether it will come in. I don't know whether that's going to happen. I think it would be a massive piece of work to bring in nationally. But I think, you know, I think that some people listening would be surprised to know that you can just set up an organisation like this, you know, without any regulation, you know. Oh, it is. And you wonder, because especially when you're working with such vulnerable people, you know, and, and it's great to think you can get, prevent homelessness. And that that's one big area of things. But it, they're home, the, the reason why they become homeless is because they haven't got, you know, the, all those steps in place to help them back on their feet and back into their own accommodation. So, yeah, it would it would be helpful. And, and I'm sort of supposing it's probably cha- a lot of, you know, very challenging for the governments and councils uh, to be able to meet that need um, and, and deliver regulation because I suppose with regulation and accreditation comes a a big wave of auditing as well and being able to assure that everybody is um, you know delivering the level of quality that's expected so it can't be easy uh, for for anybody involved really but um, you know if you just make sure the right people are involved for the right reasons then that is uh, that is a big thing in itself isn't it 
it really is Vicky thank you is there anything else that we need to talk about I'm trying to we we, we planned ahead some things to talk and we've kind of gone off on tangents but they've been brilliant tangents I love <laughs> that it when that great. I'm hoping it's helpful because I suppose it depends on the audiences because we, we'll either have um, people who are already providers already listening and which is great and I love to connect with other providers as well I, I think you know the more people we we, we connect with the better in that too, in terms of um, helping help more people if we're all we all work together and are very much mm. like that approach you know working together to achieve a common goal and the same with genuine property investors as well there are a lot of genuine people who've got a lot to give from the prop the property community are a really great um group of people and there are a lot of very nice honest people in in the property community who who would be great at this and who are, who are brilliant landlords anyway they've got private rented and they really look after their tenants and really care about the private rented tenants and they've probably got backgrounds um that would help them uh, and that would add a lot to to supporting vulnerable people so it's never a bad thing for people in property uh, obviously we've discussed the fact that there are people who might want to go into it the wrong reasons there are a lot of great people as well in property who could go Definitely. into the right reasons um and you know and and that, and that is great to know that there are people out there so hopefully there are a lot of those in your community that we can connect with as well and um, share great experiences Fantastic. We'll pop your contact details in the show notes, Vicky, so people can get hold of you. I will. And, um, thank yeah, you. thank you. All right. Take care. Right. Thanks, Lisa. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening. If you found this useful, then please do click the subscribe button and leave a review. If you enjoyed this episode, would you please consider telling someone else about it? Sharing the podcast really helps increase the reach of the show and I would be super grateful. Thank you.